What's up, world? You are now listening to another episode of the Power Post Game Report, where we are here to talk about all things power. I, of course, am one half of your host, Triple D, and with me, as always, is... This is Carlos D. And we're here to talk about the season finale of Book 4, Force. Tommy's Big Wild Ride. Sir, how you doing? Okay, goodbye, man. Another day, another episode in the books, another season down in, man. This is at least our fourth time doing this so congratulations to another season in the books for us four different seasons of recaps have got us to this moment how you feeling indeed i'm feeling good i'm feeling good excited to get to another uh another end of a chapter and anxious to see what comes next um a lot happened in the season finale uh some predictable some for the from for the worse some for the sad um but you know, the board has been cleared to a certain degree, so uh, I'm interested to see where we go off from here. Uh, what are your initial thoughts? Uh, I think um, somebody, um, one of our friends in the group, me made a good point. Uh, even though we haven't discussed it really fully, but she was like, "This is the most like the original season that I think this version of uh, Power has been." I think Tommy has had, you know, even though he's one of the most favorite characters. I think this season has been uneasy. I think they were struggling to kind of find a good path. And I think they did at least um, conclude on a strong note. There were some issues with it that I had, but for the most part, I think this was a good episode. And I think it was a good way to cap off a season and hopefully build to a much more um, easy time once, you know, in season two. Now that they got a season under their belt, now they kind of know what the tone of the series is going to be, that they'll even have a, a, a easier, a smooth transition kind of moving forward because it was some choppy episodes this year but i think they finished on on a nice note what what are your initial thoughts of not only this episode but the season in general indeed um i I saw that comment and it's like while it makes sense at the same time it's like you got to remember that they're they're trying something different with an old character so it's like yeah, the, I think I, I agree with like the nostalgia factor of the very first series, but I think I, I don't think their goal was to to do something exactly like the original power um, for the simple fact that the the whole landscape, not even just geographically, but just like the landscape of the characters, the situation is completely different. Um, but, yeah, you know, we've expressed billion countless times um, how kind of shaky things have been from start to this point um and like we've said uh they they have a new showrunner that's going to be taking over uh i'm not sure well wait was the new showrunner announced for book two or for book four do you know uh, i only heard about the one for uh the Sarik version so i don't know okay what's going on with this one. okay well i think i think long term stars is done pretty well by this particular verse so I think they should I think they'll have the wiggle room to to lay down a more consistent storyline going forward. Um again, my issue with with the season is just that was the uncertainty of it all. Uh, a lot of the moves being made and the pacing and whatnot. Uh but I do agree that like it was a it was a pretty good ending note. Um even if the end, you know, obviously sets up future uh, conflicts and I, I think it could be one of those things where they they probably shoot two scenes of dialogue where if they don't get picked up um we we hear a different set of dialogue that makes things a bit finite um as opposed to what we did here where the book where the doors left open for a few things here and there um but all in all not a bad season not a bad first run um a pretty decent pretty decent season finale um of course, there's one big disappointment that we'll get to when we get to. Uh, but anything else before we dive in? No, sir. Let's get it. All right. So we start off our pre-war trash talking. Um, Tommy trying to get a little bit more info on who who took a shot at him. He, he initially thinks it's Vic, which kind of could make some sense. But um, Vic is also like not hearing it. He's also not claiming it. Tommy also not claiming the hit on him. Um, And I don't know. I think this is that whole thing of just like in the heat of anger and aggression. uh, Logic tends to go out of the window um, because Vic's been told multiple times by multiple people that like if Tommy wanted you dead, 
you'd be dead. And you know how he does, you know how he works. So, you know, Vic for, for story's sake is on uh he's on war mode. So it is what it is with that. Uh, we also get a quick run to uh, Mirkovich's bunker or wherever his, his, his layer of, of guns and hoodlums. And uh, Tommy's gearing up for war. He's also laying down the ground rules. They're like, Hey, I'm in charge. You know, you, my, you're, they're your soldiers, but I'm in charge and I don't need no double crossing. Uh, what did you think about those two opening scenes? I mean, I think they just was kind of showing us that this was war was going to be serious and that everybody at least was committed to their part in, you know, making sure they come out on as the victim. Um, so I think it was just a really quick opening scene just to let us know that both parties are serious and, are, and they're ready to go all in if they have to. So that's and that's what we got, you know, throughout the course of this episode. A lot of action and a lot of war um, time stuff. Some good, some bad, some silly. Um, but it was a good setup. Indeed. So the next scene, I'm going to I'm going to kind of breeze through it. The main thing I'm going to say about it is as much as I like Diamond's character. This relationship angle this early was a waste of his time and a waste of his character. I feel like Diamond could have been making more uh, sound like character development um, elsewhere in this series. Uh, but, you know, again, they didn't know if if they were going to get the second season. So I think they just tried to cram in as much as we can. Um, Jannard takes his shot. He takes his first shot at Diamond. Well, honestly, it's only shot for real, for real. And uh, sends Blackston and some unnamed flunkies to to run up on him in the uh, in the barbershop. But Diamond, being uh, ever so vigilant, mm-hmm. manages to sneak him and his lady out uh, just in the nick of time. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was foolish, though, because Jannara calls him for no reason when they could have just staked out the shop. They know he in there all the time. Just waiting to have your boys post up on the corner. Wait until he go in there and then do what you're going to do. But the call basically triggered him to, to kind of react. And we get it. It's a TV show. We need kind of these types of things to make the show go forward. Uh, but it was it was like, this is stupid to me. Um, this is not a good plan. It does not make any sense. Um, and and just to kind of talk what you were talking about, I agree. They wasted a bunch of screen time with this relationship that had no real payoff. Because we saw her this one time in this entire episode. And we never saw or heard or she wasn't involved again in her involvement just hasn't made sense the entire series um so i feel like it's just like a, a lot of wasted screen time maybe, maybe they were just kind of failing or padding or maybe they set up a long-term plan for diamond uh but for this first season that was one of the most disappointing storylines between this and that black cop uh yeah. they both were just two wasted two wasted storylines in my opinion that, that maybe they could have did a better job if they had introduced in subsequent seasons as opposed to trying to cram it all in this one initial season even if they didn't know they weren't going to get a second season, don't give us half-ass plot ideas because it, that you know you can't kind of fulfill on, um, regardless of how many seasons you think you want to get. If you can't do the story right, then don't do it at all. So that's 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 one of my big knocks. To to piggyback off of that, you just mentioned something that like it kind of it made me a little more mad because uh, just like you said, like even if you don't know you're getting a second season or not, like don't waste screen time with ridiculousness you just reminded me that Benikin's issue did not get resolved like I just thought about that I was like he was not I don't think he was in this episode at all which means if they didn't get a second season it would have been a real waste because it's like you had him you had him go through all that mess and rob somebody and then there's no payoff with that he's still you know if the season ended after this episode he's still under the thumb of random crooked also crooked cop so it's like yeah that's that's kind of a that's a waste that's a waste of time that could have been used elsewhere um like giving more screen time to our beloved who who we'll get to later um so while this is going on uh meanwhile at glow's bar uh we've got our our pre-war celebration and celebration of life for gloria um that turns into a funeral real quick Tommy, ever the man, two or three steps ahead, uh, somehow sends a plant in to get one of the four horsemen out. And uh, Tommy's up 1-0, sneaks up on him. This was definitely, now I will, I will definitely like echo that this was definitely some 
some uh, book one ghost type stuff. Uh, him coming from the show. As soon as they went out into the, the alley, I was like, oh, okay. Well, where's Tommy going to approach from? Um, or is he going to shoot from a distance? But yeah, uh, <laughs> one down, three to go. How did you feel about that and Tommy making the... I, I mean, I feel like it, it would have been more of a bigger shock if someone else had made the move first on Tommy. Mm-hmm. But him him striking first is right on brand. What yeah. did you think? I mean, I thought it was a little bit easy uh, that he got, you know, the horseman so easily in this particular thing. Um, but, I mean, it, it was a cool scene, at least. Hold on. I, I got I to gotta say, oh, yeah. I got to say, I, I didn't mean to cut you off, but, like, you, you made, like, that statement. Um, the reason I... I like that it was easy because, and and Walter kind of like he echoes it. It's like we're about to go to war, and y'all niggas in here drinking. Like this, he kind of they kind of deserve to lose one for being this reckless. Um, so like I think that's what what kind of like made me laugh about it was you know they're looking at it as the parties before exams, and uh, Tommy's on actual war time. Uh, but my bad. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no, no, you're good. Uh, I was just going to basically say, it just seemed kind of easy. But uh, maybe that's kind of the point, to kind of prove that uh, they weren't as ready for it as they were, or they were taking them a little bit too lightly because they didn't know nothing about them. Um, I will give Tommy his credit. At least he did let the dude get a little bit of pleasure uh, before he met his final end. Um, but poor, poor guy. One horseman down. Like I said, Tommy struck first, and he um, let them know he's not to be messed with. So cool, cool, cool way to start the war. Indeed, indeed. So we get the long-awaited reuniting of uh, JP and Darnell. Don't call him D-Mac. That's my son. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, it was rushed because we're supposed to get this in the next season or two. Mm -hmm. Um, But it wasn't wasn't terrible. I I was expecting more because I... In a previous episode, I, I predicted that this was going to be like the acting moment of the season, and it it kind of wasn't, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, I think get... it was a byproduct of this episode, though. A lot of the non-war stuff yeah. was kind of rushed through um, just because they had so much to cram in when it came to like the action that a lot of the secondary, the secondary stories and the act, acting scenes didn't really get a chance to really shine. So I agree. Uh, the only thing I really took out of this was like where's his mother like his mother never showed up her son the shot did they ever say and they always made it seem like the mother was keeping him away from the father but we never saw the mother her son is in the hospital shot for days uh kate got the visit tommy was there all the time jp not jp was the whole time but we never saw his mother once so do we know where his mother is i don't think so um i think that might be something they might be keeping in the pocket for a future season um and i'm pretty sure I, I, they had, they didn't mention it, so it kind of leaves it sort of open ended. Um, so I'm guessing like maybe they want it to be a big reveal, and this will probably be one of those things they pull in a big actress for. Um, but yeah, uh, I I can't agree more. the The non war stuff definitely took a back seat because uh, the father son uh, reconnecting was rushed. As well as Tommy and JP kind of reconciling um, within a two or three minute span, uh, despite all the, you know, the, the veracity of last episode. Um, but yeah, this kind of sets up what's coming next, obviously, uh, of him sending Tommy to the house to get some some documents. Um, kudos to Tommy for being like, hey, man, um not not kind of freaking him out like hey um i'm kind of in the middle of a war uh there's somebody out here working you know watching you but like can you send someone else to get the papers or something but like uh hey my you know multitasking at its best so while oh did you have anything else on that before we move i'm good so while this is going on uh because you know we don't have a lot of time uh just take our word for it Diamond got the drop on Blackston by himself. Mm-hmm. Go in. I mean, yeah, we don't understand where he got him from, how he got him, but we do know he has him. And basically, he's beating um, beaten information out of him. He's trying to figure out who sent him, uh, even though it's clearly obvious, but I guess he just wants the words confirmed to himself. Because I think he was still kind of denial that his brother will be the one to try to take him out. 
Uh, so he was really trying to get it out of Blackston. And um, he, he, he got the response he wanted. He got the fact that his brother was behind the attack on him. And it's basically um, Blackston told him just like Jannard. He blames him. He got weak. He got soft. Uh, he's not fully invested in the game like they need CBI needs him to be. And that's the reason his brother tried to take him out. Um, so while he got the information, Blackston also got the bad end of the deal because he um, he woke up the original diamond, the diamond from 15 years ago, who was that killer. And uh, we down goes Blackston. Our, well, our second loss of the day, but the, sec the first of a major character that we had seen uh, multiple times throughout the season. So what would you think of Blackston uh, revealed to Diamond and how Diamond handled it? Uh, it went exactly how it was supposed to go. Um, Blackston, you know, talking tough. If I were ever to write like a movie or something like that or a TV show, um, I would have the person doing the torturing. Like, I shouldn't even give this away. I ain't going to give this away. Who knows? I might I might get behind the creative chair again. Never mind. Um, it, it went exactly the way you would, you would expect it to go. Um, talk, tough talk to the end. And, uh, yeah, like you said, uh, OG Diamond appears to be back. Um, it, well, at least it seemed that way. Um, we'll see how it, how it carries out in the future. There was a moment later on in the show that made me like, oh, I get it. But also like this, this, this is kind of unrealistic to a degree. Um, you want to go into, to the Egan residence? Yeah, sure, sure. So the next thing we get, Crazy Kate, the only person that would find out your mother dies, <laughs> and dro I'm assuming she drove. And I don't have a problem with Chicago and uh, New York, but they aren't right next to each other. She had to drive hours and hours just to try to steal alleged money out of her mom's walls. Uh, from what we know the story, she ain't been in Chicago in 40 years since Tommy was a little kid. Uh, but she was... <laughs> Hell bent on trying to find money in the walls, and of course Tommy finds her. He thinks she's a crackhead, and I guess technically he's he's right. She is a cokehead, uh, and she's trying to rob her mom's house. So like this is despicable. She's not there for the funeral. She's not there to pay her respects. She's there because her mother once told her that it was money in the walls. Uh, and so we have just a, a classic Tommy and Kate scene. Uh, they kind of hate each other, but they're also very nice to each other. Um, they have this kind of dynamic back and forth between the two of them. And uh, it's revealed that Tommy reveals to her that she has a grandson. And all of a sudden, Kate is hell-bent on meeting him. Um, but she can't even acknowledge that she is happy to have a grandson without taking a shot at her real son saying, well, you never gave me any grandchildren. Um, so she's happy that JP was able to give her one. Um, so I think this was just a fun scene. Um, it shows that Kate is still as wacky and crazy as ever. Um, I am interested to see how Kate plays into this thing long-term. Because Tommy was hell-bent on never talking to Kate again. He wanted her out of his life, but he really, um, and I, I think this is just a son, kind of a mother and son thing. He was really easy and willing to engage her and let her at least, like he took her along for the ride. He took her to the hospital. He took her to meet JP. He took her to meet D-Mac. Um, and the way he was acting like her before, he you, you, he made it seem like he was going to kill her on sight. Uh, so it was an interesting dynamic. What did you think of the mother and, and son reunion? It went exactly as I it, the only way it could have gone with those two. Um, just venom back and forth, but also like you're still my mom, you're still my son, even though. And you know what the crazy thing? Like listen to you talk about it, and like it's kind of experiencing it again. It it also it makes me wonder if like it makes me wonder if because I'm not a hundred percent sure like how close in age that Tommy and JP are. I don't know if that was ever discussed. But like it almost makes me feel like she wanted maybe she wanted to stay and be with JP and then got pregnant with Tommy and and ultimately dipped. And maybe that I don't know, like I and I could easily be reaching. I could be going I think, fan theory I don't know, out here. Tommy, they talk in this episode. He says uh, she left JP when he was two days old. So I don't know how they playing it, but I'm assuming Tommy is the older brother. But they made it seem like JP was older than Tommy. So I don't. They don't. They haven't really done a good job of explaining the time frame, the timelines, and uh, how these two are connected age wise. So I don't know for for sure. But it, it just seems like more and more. It almost seems like Tommy's the one she didn't want. Like like she's like he like she always talked to Tommy like she was the one like he was the one she was stuck with. 
Um, Cause you know, obviously she knew she had JP, but like the instant, like weren't them connection. Um, Cause I mean, obviously, honestly it can only go one of two ways. It's either like instant, like hatred or instant, like, you know, welcoming from her. Um, but she doesn't have a reason to, to hate JP. If anything, it should be the other way around. Um, but it, it makes me feel like, I think, I think she, I think she wanted JP more than Tommy, but couldn't because of, you know, who I'm guessing during the time, you know, the whole racism aspect, uh, we don't know exactly how involved she was with, um, Teresi. So her being, you know, with, a you know, in entangled with a black dude was was definitely not going to be a good look on whatever crew she was running with at the time uh but i don't know i wonder if we'll find that out in the future um so meanwhile back at the flynn headquarters uh they've been given the news that uh well no they they already they're trying to figure out how to hit tommy and um claudia which at some point it, it had to come to 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 light because uh, there's there's a power struggle going on. Um, everybody thinks they know best when no one has like a decent idea. And Claudia steps up and unfortunately sells out Dahlia. Um, that's going to be the angle. She never uh, explicitly tells them how she knows this. But she just says that Tommy's the one who's creating Dahlia. I know where I can where we can find him and I know how we can get to him. This, of course, puts her up in the ranks with her father. And a move is is being made. You want to go in on that thought and uh, talk about um, uh, Gennard's DoorDash delivery? Yeah. So I mean, this just showed the like the the, the inexperience of Claudia, because or, or and also how desperate she is for her father's approval and attention. Because it was up until this war started, it was her whole thing to be her own woman, be apart from this Flynn family, never give up Dahlia, never let anybody know that she's behind it, and just kind of start her own path. But as soon as she got a hint of her father's approval, she was willing to throw all of that away, her good business partnership with Tommy, and it even betrayed her, Tommy, uh, even though she in her own heart knows that Tommy had nothing to do with the attack on her brother. And she uh, had already expressed that in the episode before, and throughout this entire episode that we watched this week, was kind of going out of her way to, to, to even though she kind of set Tommy up, to prove to, to showcase that Tommy wasn't really involved. So it was just like a silly move on her part, and I didn't really understand her rationale or her motivation behind it, other than the fact that she was desperate for her father's love and attention. Um, so, but I mean, she got it. He was very happy, very proud of her. But come on, she also made Tommy seem like he was a fool. As much as she's been saying that's not his style, that's not what he would do. To think that he would so easily be at war with her brother, but still think that they was cool and no beef between the two of them was foolish. Um, and, and we saw what happened once they kind of got their attack. Uh, and then the quick scene, JP, not JP, Jannar comes home and he finds a surprise waiting for him on his dining room table. Poor Blackston laid out. Um, I, I always wonder on these TV shows how they be getting these dead bodies all over town, moving them so easily, transporting them so easy without ever getting stopped. Uh, but Diamond found a way to leave a message on his brother's doorstep um, that Blackston is no more. Um, and and Jannar seemed really shook by that. Did you, did you have any uh, thoughts on it before we get to the next one? On those two questions? All scenes? I kept thinking was, that was nice of him to put them on like a sheet. <laughs> mm-hmm. But he's left um, on that table. Right. I was like, and that that's that's our uh our centered that you know, our our evolved diamond. He was like, you know what, I could this is a nice ass table. Let me just go ahead and put a little something down real quick, just in case I do kill him and I take this place. Because <laughs> uh yeah, I was like, that was nice of him. Then again, he probably like put him in the tarp and just dragged him and left him there mm-hmm. like that. But yeah, uh, Gennard had every right because up until that point, he thought he was in the clear. Uh, he went about he went on about his day, uh, you know, probably went and had a few drinks, chicken sandwich or something like that, and came home to his 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 new right hand man now dead. So he's he's running out of right hand men. They ain't, they ain't lasting. Mm-hmm. So speaking of people not lasting, meanwhile at the lab, it's uh it's it's time for our our second round, but our first head to head round. Uh, Vic decides he wants to go in on this hit because he feels like he's the one that should kill Tommy, uh, because you know he's um blinded by stupidity and rage, mm-hmm. uh, and Tommy of course 
is waiting because he knew once he contacted Claudia, he knew the setup was coming in. Of course. And we get our uh, we get our favorite line from Tommy. I, he hadn't said this in a wait. Did he say? I don't know. If, I think he did say it in Ghost when he was hunting down Tasha. But um, yeah, Christmas is canceled. It goes down, and down go two more of the uh, the the the, the the four horsemen. Yeah, they were from who four are to getting, three real quick. I mean, four to one real quick. Yeah, and that's one of, that's like a pet peeve of mine with uh, certain things. It's like I hate when they build up characters just for them to get, you know, right. pretty much like just watched. The baddest quick. Men on, on the earth. Uh, when they was called, we got to call them the four horsemen because they so tough and bad. And Tommy literally beat them in a matter of two nights. It was the last man standing. So uh, and he went out of his way to, to showcase that to Claudia when he sent her the, the text message. He up 3-0. Even though technically he lost two serves, but I guess he don't really care about the serves. Right. Right. They were borrowed. They were borrowed lives. Minions. So do you have anything else on that before we move? Nah, we can go for it. All right. So at the new the new uh, operation spot, um, Tommy just kind of lets them know that, hey, things are getting hotter and you need to stay here and be as safe as possible. Um, Liliana being a part of this life and knowing this life, uh, she calls an audible and saves the doctor's life, saves the good doctor's life, which I was like, I was happy to see that. I mean, it could only have gone one of a couple ways, but I was happy to see that Liliana was like, you know what? This this is not for you. You need to run, and you need to get up out of here with the quickness. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you feel about that leading into what ends up ultimately happening next? I thought it was with more, that situation more foreshadowing. I thought it was more mm-hmm. foreshadowing of uh, Liliana and her future on the show because she was once again being the nice person, being the good person. Um, being somebody who was really who was who had had been as, as seasoned and hardened as she was in his lifestyle shouldn't have been because she still regardless of the war or not ultimately if they win the war they still need Dahlia and the professor the professor the doctor would be a big part of that but uh, being just a good kind hearted woman she was like look that's you know, Tommy is a good guy but he only is good until he doesn't need you anymore and right now he doesn't need you anymore we already know the formula. We can make it. Uh, JP, his family. I'm a soldier in this. Um, you ain't really want it. I'm not want it, but you aren't really need any more, and that can make you uh, um, dis- dispensable. Is that what I'm trying to say? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I think that's it. Uh, disposable. Disposable. Yeah. There you go. Um, so I mean, it was another good hearted thing. She gave her a bunch of money and told her to get the hell out of town. Um, unfortunately, the doctor. Instead of immediately taking heed into that, she wanted to take her sweet time getting out of town, and we know that it ended up well for her uh, long term. You want to kind of talk about what happens to the poor doctor, and then we can kind of come back to the horseman scene, or do you think the horseman scene sure. with Claudia is, is kind of pivotal uh, we, to we that? Can, we can come back to the horseman scene. Um, well, no, yeah, we can come back to the horseman scene. Um, one thing I did like about that scene, I did like that the doc was was genuinely concerned about her and JP. Like, uh, Tommy had put together his little, you know, his little team. And um, I was kind of happy to see that, like, she was she was genuinely concerned about them. Um, and she was kind of, you know, she was down, but also she was like, you're absolutely right. This is not for me. I need to get the hell up out of Dodge. Um, but yes, as you said, taking her sweet time, um, not the best move. Uh, in between this, we get Claudia making a bid for the European Dahlia Connect. And, uh, this was another one of those things where it's just like it there's no there's no groundwork we just have to buy into it for time and tv sake because it's just like it may it was i don't know maybe they no i'm not even going to say that they scouted out the doctor's house she had time to set up a fake taxi and put the dude in a uniform so that was just like kind of strange to me um but yeah they ran up on the doctor and now they have they have the the means to produce um, anything on that before we before we move on? Nah, I was just saying they, the the reason why they probably knew what the doctor was because remember she knew the doctor before Tommy, so she probably knew where the doctor lived and everything associated with that. Uh, so that's probably she was able to get a drop on her. But that doctor, I mean, come on, who goes home, packs a bag, and spends the night sleeping in comfortably in your bed when you are 
literally in the middle of a drug war. And somebody telling you to get the hell out of town. So the doctor bought it on herself. I felt bad for her a little bit, but uh, she knows she wasn't caught out for this life. And of course, she immediately snitches on Tommy, JP. <laughs> she gives up everything um, so they can have a way to get in and try to hurt Tommy. His one weakness, which is his loyalty to his family and also Liliana. So I knew it was either JP or Liliana was about to get kidnapped. One, one of those two was definitely going to get caught up as soon as I figured out, as soon as they went to this path of trying to figure out what Tommy's weakness was. And it was, you know, we know it's JP. Yeah. Um, I didn't, I didn't like the fact that they, they were able to just kind of, you know, they, they kind of left her out there like that. The writing that is, I would have, I would have bought it more if they like caught her some, like somewhere outside, like leaving the city or something like that. But like, they made her look like they, they practically lowered her. Um, you know, well, not even, I'm not even gonna say that they lowered her. Like they, they made it look like she wasn't smart at all. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you can be pampered and, and, you know, a little bougie or whatever, but like it, it just didn't make sense that they made her make the, the conscious effort of granted. I, I think she knew that something was up, but I don't think she knew that there was a full on war going on because Tommy kind of keeps things compartmentalized. Um, but you know. Time will tell what happened to the good doctor. Uh, so we get a reunion between mother and son. Kate finally meets JP. They they share a warm embrace. And uh, Kate being Kate. <laughs> he doesn't look anything like me. Um, and uh, while Tommy is taking a... Oh, excuse me. He as in um, D-Mac Darnell. Doesn't look anything like him. Uh, while Tommy is trying to get a little info out of... Uh, out of... Uh, out of DMAC, he makes the Gennard connection. And by making the Gennard connection, he makes he makes the connection that Diamond's not in control anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you think about that conversation, Tommy's deductive reasoning, and um, him pretty much priming Darnell to talk to his grandmother? Uh, yeah, that was my favorite part of it. Like, uh, you know, I figured Tommy was pretty smart when he came to figuring out that I mean, it, he only got so many enemies. He know the servers were responsible to drive by, and it wasn't really the plan style to do the drive by. So he just kind of put the pieces together that needed to see bi. Uh, my favorite part of the scene is when, um, and it probably the same for you is when uh, D Max says, "Who's that old white bitch out there?" <laughs> and he said, "That's your grandmother." He said, "I got an old white bitch for a grandmother," <laughs> and that had me dying laughing, man. Uh, it was. I mean, it's definitely accurate and funny. And I think Tommy even said, "Yeah, she loves being called a white bitch anyway." Um, so uh, <laughs> set that, was, that nigga up like an uncle he would. Yeah, so that that definitely set the scene for me. Um, that was my favorite part. Probably a good laugh for the series. Um, because this was a kind of a heavy action packed episode. Didn't have a lot of good laughs in it, but that part made me. Um, I really enjoyed that laugh. That line, funny as hell. Oh man, it was good. It was good. So we get scared tail between his legs Gennard calling audibles mm-hmm. uh meets scared, with the but third also smart i'll give him his credit yeah he had yeah. two smart ideas when it came to protecting what was his so go ahead i may cut you off no no no. you're right you're right it's it's, abs- it's absolutely smart because when it came up i was like this is this is a desperate play um and it, the writing was on his side because uh after everything that he's been tied to and this was this was also this was also kind of good writing. The nest egg that he he planned for paid off. Um, he promised the Serbs to get their pipeline back and with interest. So that nest egg that they were talking about, um, he's you know he's going to be able to pay off the Serbs with that. But the the catch is he has to end the war, and in order to do that, he has to well first he in order for them to to stop working with Tommy, um, he has to end the war with the Flins, uh, which, holy shit, that is one tall order, because uh, he has to be able to convince Walter Flynn that this war isn't really worth it, um, and Tommy's not worth, well, not necessarily Tommy, but, like, the bloodshed has to stop, uh, because it's just plain bad for business. And somehow, and again, writing was on his side, he pulls the shit off. He he goes to to Walter, tail between his legs as well, and uh, Walter, being the, the the loving Walter that he is, is 
poking all kinds of fun with him, but also exposing him for, you know, what he's done and what he's doing. Uh, because I wasn't expecting Vic to be like, yo, what are you doing? Like, what's he doing here? But at the same time, it makes more sense that that Vic would trust Diamond more than Gennard because he knows how shady Gennard can be. Um, but yeah, he he somehow manages to convince Walter that like, yeah, this is this war is is bad for business on all fronts. Uh, to, uh not Tommy. Uh, Walter, without much convincing, calls it off. Uh, ends you know ends the the street you know the the killing of Serbs that is. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know Vic, obviously not down for that because he wants Tommy in the grave because you know still. Uh, blind rage and stupidity. Uh, what did what did you think about that? I mean, like I said, it was a small play by Gennard. He definitely played it right, uh, and he. I mean, it, it was a little bit too easy though, because he really got these people to agree to ending the war that had just started and had already caused a lot of casualties. Uh, so I don't know if it was just the fact that they was falling into what they were, or that they were just so obsessed with Tommy because Tommy has turned into like the big bad boogeyman of Chicago. Um, this one man kind of single-handedly has got this, the shirt, this, the Serbs, uh, the Serbs on the run. He's got the Flins on the run. Uh, he's been conquering CBI or kind of really doing whatever he wanted to do since he came to Chicago. So I guess they figured Tommy was the thing that was causing all this um, shakeup in the city. Like before that, they weren't friends, but they had a kind of relatively uh, truce going on. But ever since Tommy's been in town, everybody's business has kind of been shaken up. So I guess that's the only reason I believe that the Flynn, the Serbs, and also CBI agreed to this kind of uneasy truce. Um, but you know, for the most part, it was smart on, on, on Jannar's part, even though they trying to make it seem like he was an idiot or like just a coward and he was doing some co- a cowardly way. I think he was just doing some general type thinking. Is that, you know, if I can get everybody right in this war and get rid of one of my biggest problems, why wouldn't it all work in my best benefit? So I, I think it was a smart move on Jannar's part. Uh, but like I said, I think it just came together too easy. I think they were a little bit too agreeable to it too yeah. quickly. But you yeah. know, it's a TV show; they can't drag it out for weeks and weeks and weeks. They could have if they'd have gotten that damn second season earlier. But um, indeed, everything you said is great. He also made a very is I, I think they did a good job on having them play this. The actor play this is like scared, but also smart because he made a very valid point that in the fifteen years where me and you didn't have issues. Where CBI and the Flames didn't have issues, I was in charge, mm-hmm. which I which is I was like, you can't argue that, you cannot refute that, uh, regardless of you know him stabbing his own brother in the back, he he kept shit going, solid for a good fifth for fifteen years, while his brother was behind bars, um, so I was like that, grimy and shady as he is, uh, Gennard is a decent solid businessman. Mm-hmm. Uh, so while this is going on, Tommy links up with Diamond, meets his new TSA security guard, <laughs> and uh, proposes that like, "Hey man, I, I I figured out what's going on. Clearly, you're having issues. I'm also having issues. Uh, what do you say we uh link back up and take care of these issues together? Uh, to which, and he even puts it in there to like, look, your brother." Is not only just an issue, he, he shot a kid who had nothing to do with this. Um, and Diamond, also easily written, is in. Uh, how did you feel about that and Diamond's willingness to to join this this battle? I mean, yeah, like I said, it was just a little bit too easy to convince him, especially since the episode before, he was so adamant that he didn't want to get himself involved in Tommy's war and Tommy's foolishness. Um, but I guess, you know, his back is to the wall too now. He doesn't know who to trust in CBI. His own brother's out to get him. Uh, and the one person who has, at least in his recent time since he's been out of jail, been solid with him has been Tommy. So I guess he was like, it's, it's in my best interest to at least put some type of alliance with this white boy and, and see if I can kind of straighten things out than it is to be out here running the streets freely, uh, not knowing who I can trust or who is on my side. So like I said, too easy to convince him, but um, I think in the long run, it was for the better good. So I guess Diamond made the right choice. Yeah, uh, in that that conversation, like it's even uh, shocking. He's like, "All right, well, we need some more men." He's like, "No, I got the Serbs," and he's like, "I don't know how the hell you pulled that off." But like Tommy said, you know, desperate times, and that's been like kind of the 
the ongoing theme of this episode is that desperate times makes for strange bedfellows. That's how that's how Gennard came out on top. Uh, so meanwhile, while this is going on, Claudia, now complete with evil villain hairdo, uh, manages to get the drop on JP while he's at home. That dumb hairdo. I don't know what was going on with that hair. Right. I was like, no one has worn this hairdo since like the early 2000s movie TV villain. Right. Female villain. This high bang or high, yeah, this high bump is. or whatever it I was. Don't know what it's called, but it's crazy. But yeah, they got poor JP's caught him slipping, trying to go get the documents from his mama's house that Tommy forgot to pick up the first time around. How they know where his mama live when JP ain't even involved in the streets? We that's the type of stuff that they did never explain. How I mean, we get it. The doctor told him that JP was his brother, but how they know where JP grandmother live? That wasn't even JP's house. That's his grandmother's house. Anyway. Right. Gotta love TV writing sometimes. Mm -hmm. So, uh, while Tommy meets up with Liliana, and I like the fact that even though um, he was a little, he was a little upset uh, that he told her to run, he, that Liliana told the doctor to run, he, he immediately went to like, did you make sure she was safe getting out? Mm -hmm. um, this, of course, would be in vain. Uh they get the call from Claudia that not only does she have the doctor, she also has JP. Uh, Gennard's also there uh, talking his shit because he feels protected now and he feels mm -hmm. tough. Um, and it's time for our big face off. But I think one of the funniest parts about this was Gennard being the, the, the person that just started the show. Like, wait a minute. So you telling me that this dude right here is Tommy's brother and that D-Mac is his uncle. Mm -hmm. Like what? Like, yeah, this is, this is some wild shit. How did you he feel about that? Uh, I mean, it was just a quick scene, just kind of, it seemed like they was like all kind of <laughs> trying to get on the speakerphone just so they can yell their villainous, uh, villainous threat to Tommy because uh, <laughs> they had his brother. Uh, but it was crazy. So, I mean, it, it set up a weird kind of showdown for everybody to get everybody in the same spot. And I was trying to figure out how they were going to do that. Like at some point they had to kind of get this war to one area. Um, and I guess JP was the best option to do it. Uh, I just thought it was a little shaky as to how they got to it. But, you know, TV, it's all in good fun and good games. I think the the funniest part about him going through all that was Claudia just looking at him like, yeah, this shit is crazy. Yeah. Shit is wild. And then we uh, also did get the final part of the thing where Claudia's like, in her suspicions that Tommy had nothing to do with the head on her brother. Right. Uh, asks Jannard, you know, be honest with me. Be, I mean, how Jannard would know, who knows? I guess because he talked to the Serbs. But do you think Tommy had anything to do with this? And Jannard could have been an asshole. I'm like, man, yeah, you know, just to kind of keep them heated and aggressive towards Tommy. Yeah, he was involved in it, but he was he, he was real with it. He's like, the guy said nothing about Tommy. And it, it, I think he even admitted that this don't seem like Tommy's way of doing something either. Um, and I guess that finally confirmed her, confirmed her suspicions. But unfortunately, it was so late and so deep into it that she's blown up her entire business, um, you know, chasing, chasing, basically chasing her dad's boogeyman. So. But as you could see, like she's she's you know business, like she's she learned some things. She's pretty much planting the seeds for new connects. Um, <laughs> well, one of her connects to the European distributor. He don't he don't make it back home to tell the word, but he does put a word in with Diamond that like, hey, I'm the one who actually brought this to him, um, and I you can be my new distributor uh, because she she has the doctor, so she can have more made. Mm -hmm. um, because you know the doctor just isn't gonna be the type to really just kind of hold out during torture or anything like that. Uh, so let's just go ahead and say that reluctantly the doctor's now on her on her team. Uh, so it's time for the big show off. Excuse me, showdown uh, at some construction facility, and immediately during this standoff, we get the the fake uh, hostage situation <laughs> where Diamond is. <laughs> <clears throat> excuse me, quote-unquote, captured Tommy. Right. Uh, the CBI truth. Go ahead. No, no, I'm saying it was just that was just a silly part of it all because as soon as he would have bought Tommy out, I would have just shot Tommy. I don't yeah. care that he's holding Tommy hostage. I would have just shot him. Well, you know, TV. Yeah. TV. Um, <laughs> that's why most of the murder mystery, like murder mystery documentaries, like their, their, their climaxes aren't that great because usually that's how it goes down in real life. There's no, you know, you don't get much of a story out of that. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, the, the CBI truth comes to light immediately. And I like the fact that 
there was there was loyalty among CBI of once these guys hear it from Diamond's mouth, they're immediately like, whoa, like, nigga, what did you get us into? And we need to handle this. Um, shit hits the fan and Vic gets bloodthirsty and goes after them on his own. You want to proceed? I mean, yeah, basically it, it, it went from this, the showdown to all of a sudden, all the, all the bad people on one side, all the, basically all the serve, not all not serves, but all the Flynn back up, all the CBI back up. They all was shot and killed pretty quickly, which led to these long drawn out one-on-one fight scenes between Tommy and Vic and Jernard and Diamond. That really made no sense in the scope of this because they literally was there to kill everybody and they just let them all run off to have like these one-on-one battles. Um, and you know, they they came out the way we both expected them to come out. Tommy won his individual one on one with Vic, and uh, Diamond won his individual one on one with Jannard. Um, but they both they both kind of showed mercy because I think they both had the other ones where they could have finished them off. But instead of doing it, Diamond gave his brother brother. He realized all the bad he gave his brother or what he bought his brother into, and he couldn't be the one that ended his brother's life. So instead, he offered him a compromise where CBI split. I'm gonna take have, I'm gonna take a certain area. You gonna take a certain area. Anybody that's loyal to me at CBI can go can roll with me, Diamond. Anybody that's loyal to you can stay with you, and y'all can do y'all own thing. Um, and the Tommy one was a little bit more. Well, hold on before you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you keep going. No, no, go ahead. That was my biggest gripe of this whole sequence, um, because while I understand the deal was you know could have been made or anything like that, the fact that it was going on in the middle of a shootout is what blew me. I was like, no, like this, this type of negotiation does not happen while bullets is flying all over the place. Um, and the fact that like he actually let him consider it and everything. And they had this, this back and forth. I was like, this is probably of much of the most unbelievable stuff that happens in this show. This made the least amount of sense to me at most, you know, even if you don't kill him, maybe you knock his ass out. And then later at an undisclosed location, you know, while you got them to yourself, maybe then you make that that proposition. But like all this shit is going on. Bullets are flying and you just like, all right, here's the terms of the negotiation. You're going to take a, and like, nigga, what? Like there's bullets flying. Like not not now. Like, I feel like that was kind of that was like one of the more inexcusable things for me. Like, I'm not saying that, you know, him not wanting to kill his brother, not wanting to kill his own brother was unreasonable but like this level of negotiation in this climate made no sense to me whatsoever um but sorry you, you no, go I ahead agree. i agree it didn't make any sense the fact that they even had the chance to go off on their own and have this one-on-one fight before you know in the middle of this you know giant shootout was kind of crazy uh but it was a similar thing the same thing i was tommy in in um what's his name junior Vic. Yeah, they also were having a fight, and then one of them got the upper hand, and they started having like a, a conversation, like a, a reasonable, rational conversation. And Vic finally understood that Tommy wasn't involved with Glow's death; he had nothing to do with it. Um, but yeah, I agree. Both of those were silly scenes, and the fact that they could have these kind of discussions. And for one, who would be in the middle of a heated fight or a heated shootout be rational and calm enough to even start having negotiations? As opposed to just doing what is is natural in the heat of a moment, um, so it was kind of silly. Um, but you know, the ultimate final outcome was the fact that CBI split Tommy and Vic. Um, I think basically Tommy comes out. The father's still all kind of worked up and and and, and upset, um, but the truth is finally revealed in that side as well. The Serb War had nothing to do with Tommy. The hit on Gloria had nothing to do with Tommy. It was all because the father couldn't control his impulse and he's got his kids involved in two different wars um just because he wanted so much control over the way they ran their lives um which ultimately we see led to the end basically the end of the, the, end of the flynn family as it relates to the actual direct family father and son don't trust each other daughter doesn't trust the father and it's now basically the kids are on their own they're not messing with the dad anymore moving forward nobody has respect or love for Don anymore in the midst of this, Liliana takes down the last horseman. Mm-hmm. Easily, I might add. Uh, but 
Oh, God. And of all people, they let Claudia do it. Claudia shoots Liliana. And once she got shot earlier in the season and they kept making it a point that she got a gunshot wound and she survived it, I was like, shit, her ticket is punched. Oh, she ain't making it through another. Yeah, and it's going to happen. I, I mean, people, main characters get killed off in power all the time, but like, damn it, man. Like, Liliana, like, uh, the fact that they took her this soon. I'm going to say it. I, I don't care who agrees. To me, Liliana was probably the best consistent part of this this first season. Uh, best new character, um, most loyal, funniest, the you know the hardest writer, and uh, she deserved better. I'm so mad they took her from us. You you got anything on on our girl? No, nah, I mean we we have been talking about this leading up throughout the entire series that. We didn't know if it was going to be soon or, or later, but we knew Liliana wasn't going to make, make it through this world. They made her too good of a character. They made her too well-rounded. They made her likable for everybody. They made her easily to engage with everybody. They even made her kind of a sympathetic character at certain times. So you knew she wasn't going to be long for this world. Um, and I do agree. I wish she would have just got killed, like maybe diving in front of a bullet to save Tommy or something like that, than to have like Weasel Claudia kind of sneak up on her and shoot her. Um, when she was in the middle of doing something else. So I wish he would have got a better ending for her. Uh, but I think we have been talking about at least the last four or five episodes that they had just been laid in on too heavy with this friendship and this bond between her and Tommy that she wasn't going to make it. Um, and unfortunately, we, we were right this time. And, and no more Liliana, which I think is going to be um, kind of messed up. I wonder how they, what they're going to do to kind of fill her void as we go into season two. Because we need a character like that. We need a good secondary character, a good... Uh, you know, kind of good all around character, good for some comic relief, good for uh, some action when you need her. And, and I wonder how they're going to fill that void. Who's going to step into it? Yeah. Of all the times I wanted to be wrong, jeez, uh, still hurts. Still hurts. Uh, and yeah, whoever. For. Hmm? I said, pour out a little something for Liliana. Yeah. Uh, but like, it, it was, it was definitely a rough one. Because um, whoever comes in next. And I'm wondering if they go with another uh, female actors, actor, excuse me, or if they, you know, bring in a dude to try and fill that void. But they got some huge shoes to fill. Uh, who knows? I, I'll even go crazy fan theory. Maybe he brings two bit out. Um, well, that but, was just know. something that I'm surprised that never happened because I saw and I thought it was kind of a spoiler. I saw that two bit had two show credits for Power Book four, but he never showed up. Could have been a swerve. Yeah, maybe. Um, who knows? Maybe in a maybe in a version that they sh maybe in a scene or two that they shot before they got the renewal news. Maybe he's in those. Um, but who knows? Um, unfortunately, at this point, well, we'll never know because usually when you get the green light, that stuff gets destroyed. That stuff never comes out. Um, so we have to leave our girl dead in this uh, construction site. And the day breaks and we get a room full of black people in charge, which, you know, you don't you don't root for law enforcement on this show. But I was happy to see a bunch of black people calling shots, actually a bunch of people of color calling shots. Um, we get the the AUSA of Chicago uh, piecing together all these bodies that are being tied to a wait for it, a ghost. And we go back to New York where we get a quick. Uh quick little hey what's up from jenny sullivan as well as what was that guy's name mm -hmm. menendez Men menendez something like that but he was in he was in power towards the he was in book one towards the end correct no, i don't even remember i, don't I remember his face i mean i, I remember his blanca. face that's the only one i knew blanca yeah she and of course we get him. blanca so it, i thought it was an interesting choice to kind of bring them in this when well no no it makes sense no, it doesn't because it's like she they already they already kind of shot her down. Like, nah, you're not you staying in New York to take care of what happened to. Um, Mecca. Yeah. Uh, Dante, uh, you, you stand here to take care of that. So I was like, why would they even involve New uh, York? I think a crossover is coming. Oh, yeah, for sure. That just to do it. Some some somehow, some way, Tommy and Tariq is going to be linking back up either on book two or book four, some kind of way. So yeah, for sure. We got to wait and see how it's going to turn out. 
Like that was always, I always felt like that was always going to be coming. But like this, this, I was wondering how they were going to go about it with this particular scene. Cause like, it almost seemed like a dead end. Um, but maybe this is going to be one of the things where as they start looking into Tommy, they, and the New York plates, that's, that's probably what it's going to be when they started investigating the car and, and his image and how he's supposedly dead. So we get our goodbye montage. Uh, we get JP diamond and, uh, and Tommy saying goodbye to Liliana. Uh, we get Claudia and, um, and Vic saying goodbye to glow. And we're more so paying her, her better respects now that they know the whole truth. And we get, we get Walter Flynn to a degree saying goodbye to his cognizance because he's fading. He's fading. We also get Gennard saying goodbye to his brother um, and stepping into a new world. So from there, we get Tommy and Diamond just kind of talking things out. Uh, Diamond having to kind of, to a degree, start back at square one. And Tommy listing out his plans of he wants the whole map. He wants it all. And that's where our episode ends. Strong. I mean, it was a cool finish. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm disappointed Liliana had to pass away, or the, that we had to lose her, um, just for a dramatic death for the final season. But I think they ended on a strong note. Um, and I think they, it's gonna be interesting to see where they go moving forward, because this is not the last we have seen of Flynn, uh, the Flynn kids, um, CBI, how that's gonna all uh, factor in next season. So I'm interested. I'm, I, um, I was. Nervous when this season started because I didn't know what they were going to try to do with Tommy. Um, I, I, I didn't think Tommy might not even been a strong enough character to kind of carry a show just because he was kind of very, I mean, he had some, some depth when, when he was on book one, but for the most part, he was kind of just like a, a one dimensional kind of character. So I didn't know if they was going to have an, enough out of the character to really carry a, a series of his own, but I think he proved that he can do it and I will be interested in looking forward to season two. Any final thoughts on the first season as we wrap up another recap? Uh, pretty much the same. Um, things obviously things could have been. I don't have too many things could have been better out, outside of that that diamond negotiation thing. Um, but with with the news that they're gonna you know continue this season, well, excuse me, continue this series out, I still don't see them randomly cutting it. So, like, I feel like they should be comfortable enough about setting some decent groundwork for long-term storylines. Um, but, yeah, we have a whole new playing field. Uh, Walter Flynn is still, you know, in charge of the Flynn household. Well, excuse me, uh, Empire. But now we have uh, the brother-sister duo doing their own thing. Um, Diamond and his new found turf. Tommy wanting it all. Jannard is probably going to be Mr. Reckless Man. Um, the interesting thing about that is when she, when Claudia told Jannard that like, hey, I'm the one that's the source on this, it made me think, okay, at some point, I think Jannard's going to work with her, but I think what he's going to pull a Tommy and kind of, you know, bleed her for a little bit more info. And then it's time to call in Gary and he's going to, you know, make a hothead move and take it. Um, it's going to be interesting seeing the dynamic between our newfound family of JP, Tommy, Kate, who, who will probably end up staying around and uh, DMAC. Um, what happened to Marshall? Um, it, you know, did, did cousin buddy get his hands on him? Is that going to be a reoccurring thing? Uh, what's the status of the good doctor? Like, hopefully she's all right in, you know, we'll, we'll see what comes of that. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, decent season, solid, a solid season had its moments, but definitely a solid season. And um, I'm ready for, you know, for it to come back. Uh, but we got a long hiatus ahead of us as far as power goes, because as as we stated before, 50 said it ain't going to be no power related stuff for a good six months or so. Um, yeah, I mean, for shows that we watch, but I, I heard that uh, book three is coming back in the summertime. Okay. So, uh, Kanan, that's the Kanan one. So, right. He might have right. been kind of pretending. But as far as us, you probably won't see us or hear from us again until 
around Thanksgiving, whenever they bring back, they usually bring back uh, the original book to in around November. So we'll see y'all then, I guess. Well, as far as power recaps, you know, yeah, we may do our own thing. Conversation with Carlos D may come back at some point. You never know. Uh, you never know what off the clock podcast might pop up on you. So you know, be maybe look out soon. For your boys. Yeah, maybe soon. Maybe soon. Uh, but in the meantime, go back, listen to everything. If you haven't, if you haven't heard us in the past, if you're just you know joining us along with this ride, uh, we have been doing book two, Ghost, and we did do the final season of book one. So um, if you want to get a little bit of background into our thought process, as well as some of our takes on some of the things that you might not have caught, uh, go back and check those out, uh, as, as well as our regular shows, Conversation with uh, Carlos D, as well as the PLP podcast, um, everywhere you find good podcasts, and the Off the Clock podcast, O-F-F-T-H-A, Clock podcast. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, it's been great. It's been fun. We will see you guys in the future. So for myself, Triple D, and he is Carlos D. We'll see you guys next time.